Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter. It's Tuesday, which means our dear friend Delena Dixon joins us. Hey, Misty, are you there? I am. How was your holiday? How was your Christmas? Really lovely. We had friends over. We had family over. We ate so much food, (laughs) Misty. Oh, my goodness. I ate so much that I laid down on the couch at 8.30, and I didn't get up again until the next morning. It was My stomach was like, we need a break. I know. I think my stomach's about to punch me. Where are you? Are you home with mom in Georgia? I am. I'm here with my mom and my lovely nephews and my sister and her extended family. So we had a really nice Christmas Eve, a great Christmas, lots of fun gifts, and it was just, I love being with family. So. Oh, you do. But it's cold. It's cold <gasps> in Georgia. <laughs> in New York City, it is so cold. But we're going to warm you up because we've got 20 minutes of celebrity gossip. What time is it, my friends? It is it's tea, tea time. time. So Princess Eugenie has quietly moved out of the home that used to or still does belong to the Sussexes after alleged drama with her neighbours, the Cambridges. This is shocking news. So Eugenie and her family have quietly moved out of Frogmore Cottage and they are now living at Nottingham Cottage. I'll explain it all. So Eugenie, her husband and their son had been living at Frogmore Cottage since Meghan and Harry left. Remember, they lived at the cottage. They left. They still got a lease on the home, though. So that is their home. They moved 
into Nottingham Cottage, which is on the grounds of Kensington Palace. And this is where they originally lived, where the Sussexes originally lived on the grounds of Kensington Palace. It's actually in the six-hour documentary. It's in the documentary, and Harry claims it's very small there, and only short people could have lived there. So, this is where the drama really gets interesting. Princess Eugenie's move. Now, she's Fergie and Andrew's daughter. They initially planned to relocate from Frogmore Cottage to Adelaide Cottage. Now, we say cottages, they're palaces. But, get this, William and Kate, they wanted Adelaide Cottage. And as the next in line to the throne, whatever they've got their eye on, they get. So they've got Adelaide Cottage, and that meant Eugenie didn't get her first choice. It's really difficult, because at the end of the day, it all boils down to families. We all have families, and certain people in the family get first choice. In my family, I'm the youngest, so I always get the last choice, Miss D. Where are you in your family, and do you get the first, second, third, fourth, fifth choice? I am the firstborn, so mm-hmm. I am the eldest child. Um, and all I can say is the first six years of my life, I got first choice. But once my mom had a second child, um, she has always tried to keep it equal, even to the amount of gifts that my oh. sister and I got for Christmas and the amount per each gift. So she weighs it out. So you both get two gifts. That's and good. they, they you know, this is the price yeah. that they're going to equal. <laughs> the same way. It is a good yes. thing. I mean, we shouldn't feel too bad here because... Ultimately, the king now, it's not the queen, but the king owns all these houses and he can give the houses to whoever he wants. He gives them Mm -hmm. to relatives. You can't feel too bad. They're getting a rent-free cottage, basically. So it might not be as big as William's, but she's still got a fabulous cottage on the grounds of Kensington Palace. And love Meghan or hate Meghan, I get it. I get it both ways. The part of the documentary that rubbed me the wrong way the most was when they complained about how small their house was. Because I know living in New York City, Miss Day, we live in small houses. Small. Oh, my goodness. These are these are first world problems that they <laughs> royal world problems that they have. But I have to just throw a little wrench into the mix mm. as well, Mr. Shooter. So, you know, she moved out of the house that's owned by the Sussex or basically mm-hmm. they're Least. in charge. Uh, Least. So my question is her timing. We do know that Prince Harry's book is coming out and, mm. and they, they have a pretty good relationship. Uh, they do. They're the so only ones that are still close. If she's moved out because, ooh, maybe being in the house and the book coming out, it's just a bad look. I, it could be a bad look. It could these be bad. Are my thoughts. Or, or it could be that the Cambridges are neighbours from hell. I mean, is there something? Does nobody want to live next to Kate and William? They don't really want to live by Kate and William. Now, if I was going to be the next king, I would be a little difficult too. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I'm saying that he will be the king of England. So he certainly has a healthy ego from the moment he was born. People have been literally bowing and curtsying to him. So I imagine he has a very healthy sense of self are they neighbors from hell we want to know what you think princess eugenie has apparently moved out of the sussex's old house to get away from the drama of the cambridges are william and kate 
secret mean girls are they neighbours from hell go vote on our twitter page at naughty nice rob our facebook page is naughty gossip and be sure to check back tomorrow it's a good question uh, to hear your results hey misty what are you working on well, Idina Menzel has absolutely no hard feelings towards John Travolta. Now, if you remember, he messed up her name at the 2014 Academy Award <laughs> yes. ceremony. So he, he, you know, she was about to sing her song from Frozen, Let mm. It Go. And he got up on stage and he couldn't pronounce her name. He said something like, Azelle Dezim. <laughs> and so she's reflecting on the moment several years later. And she's saying, I'm about to go out. This guy is screwing up my name. But she told oh. herself stop feeling sorry for yourself mm. shit about eight seconds you need to let it go mm-hmm. and go out there and sing those notes you wow. know the song she's got some great notes in there mm-hmm. and she said him messing up her name has actually been one of the best things in her career because all these people had no idea who she was i don't understand uh, she was in rent and right. wicked on broadway but yeah? if you're not if you're not a broadway person you might not have right. known her. So she basically says it's, you know, changed her career. People know who she is. Obviously, John Travolta, he apologized. He said, oh, I felt so bad, <laughs> but I I thought like Adina, and I said, let it go. And of <laughs> course, they appeared at the Academy Awards together the next year, presenting an award. And she probably wouldn't have had that happen. So, you know, sometimes when things seem like they're wrong in the moment, it can work out to be one of the best things to happen in your life and she is an example yeah i'm glad she's telling this story i met her i'd met her before when she was in wicked but i bumped into her at an event a couple of months after this happened and she certainly wasn't joking or enjoying it then because we were at this private billy joel performance that howard stern was hosting there's only about 30 people there don't ask how i got in i don't even remember Ooh, i know it's amazing <laughs> and different people were singing billy joel songs so adina Manzel was singing one of his songs so we bumped into her literally sort of like in the lobby and we were like, hi, Adele Nazizou. We said the funny name. She didn't laugh. Oh, so she didn't. Car- she didn't laugh. So she carried this for a while. So although she's talking about it now, it was many years ago. And I'm glad finally she's made peace with it. And I do agree. It probably was something that has helped her career. It thrust her into the spotlight. So I think it probably helped. Oh, yeah. People have been messing up my name my entire life. Yes. So I'm kind of used to it. Delenia, Delania. <laughs> I have one publicist. Who, I've told her my name 15 times. <laughs> Delania every single time. So I just I, go with it. I go with it. It's, you know, as long it. as they're good people to me, I'm okay. Yeah, I agree. But just call me Miss D. That's Miss D is the easiest. That's the way. Just call you Miss D. It's amazing how in the moment things that are really painful can turn out to be a really good thing. Absolutely. The next time something really painful happens to you, I want to. Re- I really want you to remember this story. And remember, in the moment, this is awful, and nobody's taken that away from you. But over time, things change. Actually, it could end up being one of the best things that ever happened to you. The most glaring example of this mystery is when you get fired. No one wants Ooh. to get fired. But I have had some of my best opportunities in life because I was fired. If I hadn't have been fired, I might still be sitting at that desk at OK Magazine, Miss D. And like, I don't want to be there for another 20 years. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. But in the moment, it was painful. But I think if you all remember, I'm certainly going to remember this story. Next time something painful happens to you, I bet 
it turns out to be one of the best things. Hey, moving along, Melissa Gorga is saying it makes absolutely no sense that Teresa Giudici claims that she's never watched a single episode of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. So the trailer's out for the new New Jersey ladies. It's season 13, Misty, my goodness. And Teresa sat down on a podcast and said that she never, ever watches the show. Melissa's not buying that. Melissa said that makes no sense because early on during the early seasons, all the ladies had to write a blog about the episode. I remember being with Countess Luanne when she would get the episode one day before everybody else so she could watch it and write her blog. These blogs really helped in the beginning to get the show hot, to get people talking about it. The ladies had to work for that money. Not only did they get paid for being on the show, they had to promote it, they had to do this blog. BravoTV.com, the website, wasn't doing so well before the Housewives. So Melissa's saying it makes no sense. How could she read Recap an entire episode if she never watched it. So you can Google Teresa's blog posts about at least the four, four seasons of the show, Misty. And she writes about it. So she must have seen it. She must have seen it. I think she's just saying something to try and sound cool, like she doesn't care or I don't watch myself. She does. Oh, yes. Well, it's funny how we have amnesia like that. So <laughs> I can I can personally say that I've never watched an episode of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. <laughs> I've watched <laughs> other ones, but I haven't watched that one. However, I will say this. When you've done television or, or, or anything where you've been on camera, it is sometimes cringy to go watch yourself. It's and I would think in a reality show, super cringy, since you have no control over how it's edited yeah. or put together. Yeah. So maybe it's more coming from, oh, I never watched myself. You know, I just let it be. But if it's part of your job description, your I'm job. sitting right down and writing what I need to write. Yeah. That's the part of this that bugs me the most, is that Teresa's so good at being a reality star, so she has to do the work. She's not phoning it in. I'm giving her a compliment here. She really works hard at being the star that she is which means not only doing public appearances and shaking hands and promoting it and always being in the press, always causing drama, she studies the show Bethany Frankel used to study episodes to figure out funny things to say, the whole thing was not fun for her she didn't watch it like she was a viewer like you and me, she watched it like she was an athlete almost learning plays on the football field Absolutely. And if you're going to do a good job at anything, you do have to do the work. And sometimes that's not going to be fun. But that's what made Real Housewives and Real Housewives superstars. Mm -hmm. Do the work. Hey, what's going on with um, Brad Pitt? What, What are you up to, Misty? Okay, this makes me a little sad. Now, Brad Pitt is getting a little bit older, you know, age appropriate for someone like moi. But his <laughs> girlfriends seem to be getting younger and younger. So oh, case Brad. in point, yes. he's dating 30-year-old Inez D. Ramon. Yep. And they went out to celebrate his 59th birthday. 59? So they've been spotted all around. Basically, he turned 59 on December 18th. Wow, and he looks this, good. His ber- her birthday is the day later. So she oh. turned, you know, 30-ish <laughs> on December 19th. Uh, so they were they were seen together at the premiere of his movie Babylon, which is uh, getting very interesting reviews. Mm. Uh, just a little bit about her. She is the vice president of a Swiss jewelry company called Anita Co. Smart. And she's worked for Christie's oh. and a Swiss jeweler. She has many followers on her Instagram, but it's private. I like that. You know she's why. not a fame. She's not a Ramona singer. She's not no. into the fame. And she speaks five languages. Oh, French, excuse me. 
English, Spanish, German, and Italian. So he's dating a smarty. I like it. She's yeah. like he's a Mol Clooney. I really, I don't want to compare people, but they're really smart people here. I, I can go either way on the age. Sometimes we've been at Misty and we've looked at men and we're like, oh, it's so nice that he brought his daughter. And it wasn't his daughter. <laughs> I mean, we've definitely been to those sort of events. But at the same time, too, he's Brad Pitt. He's going to be 60. She's 30. Like, yes, it's 30 years. We were talking to him yesterday about share. That's a 40 year age difference. You know, it, it's a complicated one for me. And I think as long as both parties are in this as equals, if that's at all possible, then I think it's okay. Where are you on all this? Well, first of all, she seems extremely educated and yeah, it seems like she's lived past her 30 years. So I think they probably do have things in, in common. And also, if he's interested in having more children, this is why he oh. might be dating somebody who's a little bit younger, who can still... Yeah, have kids. Have kids. Um, I cannot complain about anybody dating outside of their (laughs) age range because I have done it in the past. Um, And I think if you find somebody that you connect with and you have a real connection and you're both sensitive to the fact that you're in different points of your life Mm. and you're okay with what you go through at those points of your life and you can be respective of that, it's okay. But if you're just doing it for vanity's sake, I mean, hey, look. Yeah, Do it for a couple months your arms and, then, nice. yeah, and, then, and then, you know, move on. <laughs> but remember, feelings can be caught oh, at any age. You are preaching today and I'm here for it. Amen. Hey, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm Rob Shooter with our dear friend Misty. Hey, Misty, let's get to the polls. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Yesterday we talked about little Louis, who I know I mispronounced. His name is Louie. Sometimes I call him Lewis, and it's not right. It is Louis. So yesterday we talked about Prince Louie hilariously tugging his mommy's arm outside the church service on Christmas Day. He didn't want to hang out. Maybe it was cold. Maybe he wanted to go home and open gifts or eat candy. Our question was, was this naughty or nice? Let's have a look. (laughs) 70% said it's nice. He's four years old. Leave him alone. If he wants his mom to hurry up, then she she certainly got that message. Adorable. Don't forget to vote on today's poll. Go to our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob. Our Facebook page is Naughty Girls in Me. And be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. And now it's time for our nicest Nicest. of the day. Well, our nicest of the day is Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos because they're doing all their holiday traditions and they're sharing them all with us so they're keeping them alive so of course they took a picture in front of their christmas tree with their three kids we've got Mm. michael and lola and joaquin and they wrote she wrote merry christmas heart the consuelos family uh the dogs lasted for one photo the kids for two (laughs) so they tried she tried to take a lot but the dogs only made it into one um they went to the nutcracker at at lincoln center and this Mm. is our christmas eve eve favorite holiday tradition getting a little theater in um she's shown off her christmas tree it's 33 year ornament collection so she's been collecting these ornaments for years and of course now you know when you have christmas and christmas eve and just the holidays you gotta clean up so she showed her and her picture of her daughter (laughs) wearing gloves and she captioned it the cleanup crew but then the boys oh they're so wonderful they joined in so christmas with the consuelos i love them 
bunch of fun. Absolutely. Our nicest of the day. You never hear of any of them getting in any trouble. They're at that no. age now, the kids, where they go clubbing, they go out, they get in trouble. You never, ever hear it. She has the most beautiful, beautiful family inside and as Kelly and your family are our nicest of the day and now our naughtiest of the day, naughty, 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 Prince Andrew, the disgraced Prince Andrew, surprisingly attended the Christmas services with King Charles III and mm. Prince William. So the Duke of York surprised people when he enjoyed the extended family for Christmas services. Oh, so he's no longer involved in royal life, but he still is a member of this family. They would rather him not be around. They'd rather him not be in the pictures. He'll never, ever step foot on the balcony at Buckingham Palace again for those big events where they all come out. His daughters were there, Princess Eugenie, who we spoke about at the top of the show, and Beatrice were there. Also, his brother was there. Princess Anne was there. So the whole family, Harry and Meghan, were not there. It's really tricky because nobody wants... Prince Andrew around. Just to remind everybody, he was accused of sexually assaulting a minor Mm. and they settled this for an undisclosed amount in February. The public has really turned on him, rightfully so, but there he was on Christmas Day. He was spotted leaving the church. Ooh, our naughtiest of the day. Let's end with a moment of rum. You get a rub, you get a rub, you get a rum. For 20 minutes or so, we love to give you some celebrity gossip. For a moment, we're a little bit more deep. I love this quote. It is from Beyonce. I want you to think about this. She said the following quote. Your self-worth is determined by you. You don't have to depend on someone else telling you who you are. I used to be guilty of this. I used to let everybody tell me who I was. I was defined by other people's perceptions of me. No more. I say who I am. I decide who I am. And I don't need anybody else to determine that. The only person that's going to be given that power is me. Yes, preach to them. I got a quote. I heard a quote that said, by not making choice, you're still making a choice. Uh-huh. So you have to choose, choose how you want people to respect you. Absolutely. You choose how to live your life. That's it for today. Thank Woo-hoo! you so much for listening to the Not Be Nice with Rob and Misty show, a production of iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Leave us a review if you can. They really do help. And remember, all together now, if you're, if going, you're going to, to be, be naughty, naughty, you got to be, got to be nice. nice. Take care. Love you, Misty. Bye. Bye. It's naughty but nice with Rob. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge 
Challenge Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.